Welcome to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. Hope that you're doing well, staying safe. There's a lot going on in the world right now, so please just join me by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Very grateful to have you all here today listening in. And as we continue to talk about the law of attraction, one of our greatest attributes is gratitude. So, in light of everything going on right now in the world, what can we be grateful for? And that is not to silence the real issues going on. That is not to dismiss them or to avoid how we feel in any moment. But it is to shift our gaze to gratitude. Because we are more than conquerors and we are creators, co-creators with this universe. And there's a lot going on in the universe. And there's a lot going on here at home on Earth. So, just take a moment and think about what we're grateful for. I can tell you one thing. I'm grateful for all my listeners here today. I'm also very grateful for the surprise guests I have joining me later on. I have not one, but two international guests that will be joining me uh, very shortly. So please stay to listen to that. Uh, Very grateful for that. Also very grateful for the episode I collaborated with them as well. So if if you're interested in hearing the episode I did with them, please check out the Conscious Cuppa episode that I did. You can find them on Anchor, find them on Twitter. Read the description block, the description box, I should say, uh, for more information on how to get in contact with them. Um, So there's a lot going on right now in the world. And um, myself, I'm learning about the law of attraction right there with you guys and so I wanted to get some reinforcements you know because I appreciate you guys listening in but I think it's time to just take a moment to reflect and go back to the beginning and just absorb all the information we've learned thus far and so one way to gain new information is to collaborate and to discuss with other people Um, like-minded and different individuals to expand our consciousness even more. So I have two special guests that will talk more about the law of attraction, how it manifests in their life, what they've gained from it, and um, hopefully answer a couple questions for you guys and maybe give you guys a different perspective or generate more questions for yourself and some resources for you all. So please stay tuned for that um, and, and check that out. We are talking, we're bringing it back, bringing it back to the basics. So um, if this is your first time listening, please check out the other episodes related to the law of attraction. I've been discussing this for a while now, so check that out. Um, If this is beneficial to you or you think it may be beneficial to someone else, please share them. If you have any topic requests, please send them to my inbox at Agent K21 Podcast on Instagram on Instagram and Twitter at Agent K21. Um, You can find me on all the social media platforms. I'm there sharing content with you guys. So if you want to be a feature, if you have any requests, if you have any comments, just let me know. I appreciate all you guys' comments so far. I see them, I read them, and I'm very grateful for them. I'm very grateful for your presence, for you being here. And just want to remind you that we are co-creators with the universe. So I hope that you guys will enjoy this recording and um, yes, send in your requests, send in anything you like to hear. Feel free to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe actually and um, continue manifesting your best life ever. So stay tuned. Thank you all. Until next time. Welcome back to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. Thank you all for joining me today. I have two very special guests today. Two very special guests now. I'm going to let their energy introduce themselves. So whoever wants to start first, please tell us anything you'd like us to know. Hi. Hi, Keandra. And hi, everybody out in the podcast world. My name is Jenny. And my name is Yuri. Um, we produce um, a podcast called the Conscious Cuppa podcast and it's all about talking about consciousness and 
and how it works, how it works for us. And that came out of wanting to just talk with other people and get conversations going about how the universe works, how we can make it help us pay our bills and buy us bread and milk, do wonderful things, achieve our dreams. Yeah, and, and sometimes get us out of rather tight spots as well. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you all for sharing. It. it broke up a little bit, but I think we caught the gist of, of everything. Um, but thank you. I'm very okay. honored, very grateful to have you guys here. Um, I've been talking about the law of attraction, and I know you guys also talk about that in consciousness and awareness of it. Mm. But I really want to dive deeper mm. into it because... I want to hear other people's opinions of it, other people's experience of it. You know, right. this is yeah. a collaborative yeah. effort here. So I want to start by asking, what mm. does the law of attraction mean to you? In your own words, what is the law of attraction? Go ahead, Yuri. So I think for me, the law of attraction means to be able to attract what you do want. Um, and, for, and, and to do that consciously. So you're consciously creating things um, that you do want um, and doing that through this energetic process that we understand um, to be imagination um, and to be mm-hmm. feeling. And, and for me, law of attraction is not so much about how it's marketed, mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's something that's happening 24-7. So whether you know it or not, law of attraction is, is happening. We're mm-hmm. all magnets. And the awareness of that magnetizing force that brings things into my world, people, things, situations, is getting me to be more discerning about what I'm thinking about, so therefore what I attract into my life. And seeing patterns mm-hmm. working in my life what I keep or what I have been attracting if I don't like it what do I need to do to change that frequency of thought so that I can attract the thing I actually do want to experience the thing that I have in my heart mm. yeah the helpful and the mm-hmm. lovely mm-hmm. Yes. I love what both of you said I love both of those perspectives I think very are much needed because I think one of the biggest things is how does the law of attraction work how does it actually manifest in our lives? How do we change our point of attraction? What does that even look like? So um, let's start with Yuri. How does the law of attraction work um, in your experience? So um, I'm going to build on what Jenny said about this is, this is happening, whether you know it or not. So um, your imagination is hopefully running consciously a little bit or a lot in some people's but a lot of the time it's running unconsciously um, on a subconscious level and so what the I think what the law of attraction and this this emergence is trying to do is um, try and make that much more Mm -hmm. conscious practice so you can utilize this um, your imagination your thoughts your feelings to in employment enabling you to create what you do want in your life. Hmm. I, I when I think of law of attraction and how it works, I do I do fall on scripture in a way that says you're never going to know exactly mm-hmm. how this works. You if you understand the basic principles, so the how how the thing attracts into your life, don't need to know about that. Mm-hmm. Just be grateful and happy. But in terms of how I think about it, recently it's helped me to think of a mirror Mm. image. So when I'm standing in that bathroom, I'm looking in that mirror, the physical world is the reflection of of the spirit, me that's looking into the mirror. And if I raise my hand, my left hand, then the hand that corresponds in the mirror needs to, to lift up. And if it doesn't lift up, I would be freaked <laughs> out. Of course I would be. So knowing that all of this on this physical level is a reflection of something that's happening in my spirit, um, I, can, I can already know what's going to come into my life because of what I've been mm. thinking about. Something, not necessarily the, the form I might have thought of, 
but the frequency, the the vibration, the magnitude of that um, uh, attraction is going to bring something into my life to correspond with that. And whether I do that consciously or not is, is irrelevant. It's, it happens 24 seven. So how to change what's coming into my life? That's what a lot of the law of attraction books and seminars and so on are about the methodology the tips tips and tricks yes definitely and i like how you mentioned the mirroring because i i kind of recently spoke about this is that a lot of times when we lift our hand like you said you lift your hand in the mirror the corresponding hand would rise as well but as our mind you know automatically produces the image in front of us that if you're lifting your left hand Mm -hmm it will appear as if it is the mm. right hand. It'll appear in the opposite. Yeah. So w- what do you make of that? Yeah. I was watching something on YouTube that was regarding this and how a lot of scientists are really worried about the idea that you can change the nature of physical reality because everything isn't exactly left with left and right with right. It's as if the universe kind of knows what is going forward and what is going backwards. And that idea that if I raise my left hand, the mirror is showing me the right hand, the corresponding right hand, is is a bit like this physical realm has a certain opposite nature. And one of the opposite nature is we think of good and bad. We think of right and wrong. And we have those kind of laws within the physical world. In, 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 like you say, with our minds, there is an, <clears throat> excuse me, there is an opposition happening. Whereas in your heart, there is an absolute oneness. And that means that everything is absolutely right in you. And the world, the physical world, I'm not sure I'm explaining this very well, but the physical world kind of splits things into right and wrong so that we think that there might be a a right thing to do and a wrong thing to do in order to bring things about. But it's just happening Mm -hmm. anyway. I hope that makes some kind of sense. Well, I'll I'll, I'll build on that. So um, I think I understand what what you said to be duality, Mm -hmm. but actually this this co-creating that you're doing is is just part of your nature this Mm. is your natural state of being but there are principles that you can use in order to co-create consciously Mm. and i think that's where a lot of people now want to be they don't just want it to be random what seems to be random Mm. because their thoughts are not consciously appearing to them they're not aware of how they're thinking what they're thinking what their (laughs) self-concept is the patterns they they I, I believe we've been sent to heal. You know, I think I'm, I'm, we're all in a state of healing and I definitely believe that about myself, that I'm in a state of healing to heal old patterns, whether it's this lifetime or if you believe in, you know, millennia of lifetimes and legacy or you believe in your um, ancestry and ancestors, whether you're healing that. So I, I really believe that and I think it's really important to use for me to be able to co-create, to, to use the law of attraction to create this healing in my life, this, mm. this it's almost like reversal of what has been. So I am creating what I do want. What would you say the first? The first? The first principle mm. is. The first principle um, of mm-hmm. law of attraction for me would be that it's working all the time. It seems when you're first introduced to it, that there's something extra you have to do. And in a sense, that's not true. And in a sense it is because you you are going to have to move your frequency from one level to another, whether it's up or down, yeah. whether it's negative or positive, as it were. But the first principle is just be aware that you are attracting things already. There's nothing you have to switch off. It's already on. Yeah. yeah. And it's that's tough. Um, because that means you have to take responsibility. And I, I definitely found that really tough to just accept, oh, my goodness. Wow. Today was both mm-hmm. good and bad. <laughs> what? 
in my little world, what yeah. I could yeah. believe to be good and bad, you know, this duality. And I'm like, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, and, and the answer that you can't switch it off, there's no there's no holiday <laughs> from this. This is this is all on. Yes. Yeah. What would be the first principle to you, Yuri? I think I think it, it very well, much connects to what Jenny said, but I'll I'll take that forward. That it's it's controlling your thoughts. So there's a kind of symbolism for for your mind, and that's a wild horse. And it's like learning to ride this horse mm. and direct it where you do want it to go. Mm. So I think it's it's that yes, it's on all the time, but now how do I can control control it so it does create what I've decided I do want, what I do feel is loving and helpful. And I think it does start with this idea that you have to control, but I think you pointed out, Keandra, in our podcast, that this illusion of control, it, it's not going to work. It's its going to be more like um, your ancestors, the Native Americans, would have um, felt about brother horse. Like, this is this is a friend. Mm. This is This is... It, it's not something that has to be controlled like a slave. It's um, it's a, a friend that wants to to feel your delight because you feeling delight helps it feel delight as well. And you want every single part of you to feel that rather than it's a duty or it's a task, it's a mission. It's more that it's um, it's an <laughs> enjoyment. Yes, life. it's an enjoyment to provide that guidance and that direction as we consciously yeah. create now as we talked you both yeah. mentioned the realm of duality you know in this 3d dimension in our minds there is duality that exists but as you said from our heart mm. where we radiate just the flow the love energy is is just oneness mm. so how do we gain that alignment yeah. how do we a better question is how do we make the subconscious conscious mm. i think i think it's through practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more I read, the more I talk to people, the more I have conversations, the conversations I do want mm. are helpful, are loving. The the books I read, the experiences that I, I choose, mm. it builds momentum. Mm-hmm. It's that magnet spinning that's building momentum. I've got goose pimples <laughs> now all over. <laughs> And get so excited when I when I talk about it, and it, and it's 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 actually the feeling you need when you are consciously creating. The more you can feel thrilled at creating what you do want, the more that that you as the magnet attracts. What you mm-hmm. do. I, I think with the analogy of the force and the mind, and and treating this this part of you. This aspect, this thing that not a thing, but this being this that that or only wants delight for you. Um, how I've heard it um, referred to is is like a beloved, is like a, a a wife that you you are seducing, but not in a kind of creepy way. <laughs> it's 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 to give love. It's to give love to yourself and therefore your world, and. When we had Trooper Piri on our podcast, I think it was episode six, um, she talked about how the universe, to think of, about the universe supporting you. So rather than paranoia about things out to get you, it was pronoia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it was yeah. And that is the, the universe is out to give you, but to give to you. And when you have that feeling in you, that is a would be a feeling of oneness that and therefore it kind of allows that door to open that lets you have a, a experience that actually experience that in your spirit and another way that i've been doing that keandra is to is to look mm-hmm. in the mirror and see that that other jenny seemingly other jenny look back at me and we're breathing at exactly mm-hmm. the same time and when I wink, she winks. And when I smile, she smiles. And therefore, I have this, even on this physical level, I have something that represents what it is to be breathed, what it is to be smiled, mm. what it is to be 
loved. So just standing in that bathroom mirror or mirror, just take a picture of yourself on the phone, on your phone, and take a picture of you smiling. And it gives you this step into what it is to, to be one with your subconscious, one with the, that which is providing without mm -hmm. question anything that your heart desires. But of course, it's part of the heart's <laughs> desire. So this is, that is the one that's yes. as well. And I, I love that. Um, I feel like one of the things that's kind of skimmed over is mirror work. I think it's not really discussed mm -hmm. enough. Like we talk about shadow work and inner child work, which are all great tools to help raise our vibration. But I also think mirror work, because I truly believe we cannot meet other people at, unless we have met the depths of ourself. We only meet other people at the depths that we've met ourselves at. And when you, oh, yeah. yeah. And so I think actually looking into the mirror and actually being present with ourselves through all of our emotions and not feeling the need to run or nitpick or find flaws or faults, but to actually love ourselves, looking at ourselves, I think is a really great highlight. Another thing you guys mentioned was the feeling of paranoia. I feel like in the spiritual community, it's either just focus on positive affirmations and, you know, it can kind of be like bypassing um, a lot of different things. And I feel like there's been just a little bit of miscongruence about not wanting to manifest the wrong things, not wanting to have a negative thought because you don't want it to show up in your reality. So what would you say to someone who was concerned about manifesting the wrong things? I think people come to law of attraction, the secret and so on, because of all the wrong things, as it were, that they've experienced. That is to say, all the things that have left them feeling um, tired of life and paranoid that life is out to get them. So I can understand why people come to law of attraction with the idea it's going to turn their lives around. But the law of attraction, like I say, is working anyway. You can use it for good, bad or indifferent. It's, it's, it doesn't refuse anything. Um, just remind me, I've just lost my train of thought there. What was your original What would question? you say to someone who is concerned about manifesting the wrong things or negative experiences? Yeah. So I think that's going to happen. And what Yuri was saying earlier about healing and healing with ancestors is part of the reason that law of attraction is coming into our lives quite full force in the last 100 years at least because we have, are born into patterns um, in the cinema language it would be called the uh, moral mosaic you're born into a pattern and that pattern has some dark patches like you say the, the shadow work needs to be done so when when we realize that we've got these inherited darkness this bad habits as it were yes we want to shine some light on that or or shy shy completely away from that but until we look at that look at that pattern and have compassion for it and that does include law of attraction we will keep attracting that same pattern because what we're wanting to do is fundamentally change the pattern i don't think you can fundamentally change it because it's part of who you are but we can aim to transcend it so instead of going circle over and over endlessly we're trying to uplift ourselves into more of a spiral experience where we're journeying and going past those things again and again but with new ideas about what that meant to us Yuri do you want to I think that, that I I agree with everything Jenny said and I just want to encapsulate the 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 thing we're changing first and foremost is our self-concept and that is about self-love and um acknowledgement actually mm. so you can acknowledge that you you made an unhelpful or unlovely step usually I mean it's always fundamentally against yourself even if it seems like you're doing it to your brother um, and acknowledging it and therefore in the acknowledgement you can acknowledge what you do want 
and therefore it's forgiven. And then the next step is reimagining it. Mm. So it, you know, your truer self, this light being that you are, is resurrected um, more and more. And it's 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 not instant. It's a lifetime of work. I'm, you know, there's some wonderful people out there that are really helping to, for us to learn our self worth. Brené Brown is one of them that, mm. that helped me on my journey for a very short period of time, but resonates through almost what I would call all time and space back to my childhood and forward to my, through my whole life and, you know, to all my brethren and my kinsmen that I'm associated with. So the more you love yourself, the more helpful you feel to yourself, you're, you're remolding this self-concept mm as as a this moral mosaic this social being into the being that really your desires are calling you to be your higher self is calling you to be i think that that the patience that is mm. required to, um to move your frequency to to find a frequency that that resonates with something higher than where you are now that patience is part of the kind of training, mm -hmm, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. Deandra? Without that, with that, with that journey, I've been on this journey, particular journey for 14 years now, and it's only now that I'm, the patience is kicking in, and I'm still being tested. I was tested when we were recording our <laughs> podcast with you. And I just feel that it helps you to have compassion yes. for yourself. That is required to to in a way undo everything because impatience equals mm -hmm. violence and we've all we've all experienced that whether it's from ourselves or from other people so that's always a that's always a concern for people they don't want to mess up but it's like school you will make mistakes um, but there is a road ahead and it has been walked mm -hmm. before mess up is like a shadow is like a cloud and i wholeheartedly believe um it's got silver lining so everything you meet on your journey um good bad or everything in between is is the purpose for growing for mm. evolving for mm. learning so i'm i'm learning to like jenny said be patient with myself because being, being a teacher and a life coach, especially because I'm a dyslexic friendly life coach, it means that I have to be very patient mm. in my job. Mm. I just have to keep saying, would you say that to mm. your student? Mm. If they came and told you what you're thinking in your head, would you be like, oh, this is terrible. You're an idiot. Blah, blah, blah. No, you would be horrified. And if mm. you heard any of your colleagues saying that to anybody, you would be like, you can't do that. So... Be self-caring, okay. self-loving to yourself. Go easy. Be, mm -hmm. Go easy. Be gentle. Yes, I absolutely agree with that 100%. It's, it's about being kind to ourselves, being compassionate to ourselves. And mm -hmm. as we fill our own cup with that love, that eternal love, we're able to pour the overflowing onto others. So I definitely, mm -hmm. definitely agree with that. Now, Jenny, you mentioned that you've been at this for about 14 years. Um how long has it been for you, Yuri? Um, I think it's quite close to the same mm -hmm. amount of time. I was introduced to a uh, a man's writing called Neville Goddard, and actually Jenny introduced me to mm -hmm. him. And oh my goodness! I mean, not because I'm dyslexic, but when she first read something I was like oh this resonates really deep within but I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about but I'm absolutely compelled to stick mm. with it I mean I just want to highlight the word compulsion I think it's really important to take note of those feelings when you feel something really strongly um especially about something you do want stick with it because there's mm -hmm. gold mm. in, in um, specific um, example and a hundred others so I, I think it's been about 14 years for me as well maybe give or take mm. a year or so but 
what I want to say to people out there is if you pick up somebody like Neville Goddard and you think, I, I, I really feel like there's something in this, persist. Yeah. Persist. Yeah, he, 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 he's more of the Christian mystical side of things. Um, so if the word God or church terrifies you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Well, it did me. I would, no, I, I think at the time that we were both um, introduced to him, we were, we were willing to try something new, try oh. something different. But if, if it, it had been five years earlier, I would <laughs> no way. Yep. The time I met Neville Goddard, I couldn't use the word God. But I was definitely, like Jenny said, ready for something new. So I kind of had to say, well, you call yourself open-minded, mm -hmm. you know, so let's see what he's got to say. Mm. But also it was more the compulsion than anything else I felt. But I had to persist. Mm. It took, Jenny was very sweet and um, summarised some of his, his teachings for me, mm. printed it on yellow paper. <laughs> he's got audio which is incredibly helpful for a dyslexic person so it's all there and and now well it's again it, it goes back to really wanting something <laughs> and believing that it must be present because otherwise why mm -hmm. would I want it? and that took me going to a particular bookshop in the center of London and just sitting down Keandra and saying okay show me show me what i need i was very poor at the time very ill i i had probably walked into town which is a few miles and i i had i think i had like eight quid in my pocket i had just enough to buy from this bookshop and i sat down and i just waited and then to the left of me was this book which was out of place and for me things being out of place is not a good look for me. <laughs> I'm the kind of person who's got a little bit of OCD, but that it caught my eye because it was not where it was supposed to be. But of course, in this case, it was exactly where it was supposed to be. And it was the first book that introduced me to the idea that um, I have a power of awareness, that I have a creative mind, that the law of attraction is spelled out in the Bible like in no other book and introduced me how how to decipher that in a sense. But in the in the kind of language that I could understand. Yeah. yeah. And that was magical. That was magical yeah. to be introduced to something I needed in a way that was against what I would normally yes. expect. Thank you both for sharing both of those experiences. Like both of you have been very brave to follow that compulsion and to follow that intuition and to honor it. So I think that that's also mm -hmm. something really important. But to flip side of it, because like you said, being open-minded and being aware and using our power and recognizing that. But what would you say to someone who's skeptical about does the law of attraction even work? Does it even exist? What would you say to the skeptic? I would say to the skeptic, I get you, I understand, I've been there, test it mm -hmm. and see. Because there's nothing like testing something and have it come back to you. Mm -hmm. So there's a very simple ball experiment you can do, test it and see. I would say that first and foremost. And I would say that is part of the process. Don't give yourself a hard time. Mm -hmm. Being skeptical questioning that is all part of the process so don't don't give it too much energy just mm. test it and see just and also I was brought to my knees I mean mm. physically mentally emotionally I was brought to my knees I had nowhere else to turn so in a way my skepticism like in Jenny's situation where her slight OCD worked my skepticism worked in my favor because then I was like well, fine, I'll do it then. I'll try it. I'll mm. test it. Just to prove it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Almost to prove it. I think for some people who, who don't believe in it, there's nothing you could tell them that's going to persuade them that this works. 
because there seems to be a scientific explanation for everything. Um, but a lot of what is involved with law of attraction is intangible. It's, it's like trying to prove that you dreamt about a pink elephant. So if somebody's not inclined to test it, then I would say don't, don't even go there with, with that person because you're going to be asking them otherwise to, to force themselves to believe. But all that will do is reinforce what they already believe. And I think, I think that's fine because, again, a certain amount of time years ago, I, I wouldn't have believed it. I really wouldn't have believed it. Um, but slowly but surely, I have started to realise that the mind has power. I didn't realise it had the power that it does have. But there was a, a time, and this was like 30 years ago, where I realised that the mind has some power. I can do mind over matter. I'm going to work. I don't care if I'm ill. I'm going to be well enough to go to work. And do to the law of attraction is, is something um, more than that. But it, it's part of that as well, yeah. And I'd like to build on what Jenny said about that as well. Actually, um, I feel that there's been a drip process for me. I think there's been that have been watered over a lifetime. So I think people have had those conversations with me. They've talked in whatever way they spoke about the law of attraction. And your, I'm, I mean, my mum definitely said mind over matter, you know, that you can control your body. She, she, you know, she mentioned that, but you know, you know what what it's like being a child. You're kind of like, yeah, yeah, mum, whatever. You're not really sure. You're only half listening. You're not really sure what the person's on about, especially your parent. I know my children definitely do that to me. Um, so. It, but it's been this beautiful drip, 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 until somehow that that scale yeah. hit fifty one percent with that that moment, this compulsion, and also I was brought to my knees. So in a way, yeah. you know that that kind of poured the rest of the, yeah. <laughs> the cup on there. So there's all these things that like to get you ready to actually hear it and act on it. And so there's no right or wrong. That's all part power to the cause. That's all part of the journey. But what, what about yourself? How, how long has the law of attraction been part of your mindset? Well, I, you know, I think that um, I agree with both of everything you guys shared. You know, I think that it's been different seeds that have been planted, you know, during life and just different experiences that they finally start to connect. They start to trickle down and make cognitive sense. Um, I would say... I probably I kind of spoke about my spiritual awakening on an episode titled Spiritual Awakening about that whole process. I would say it started around 08. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as law of attraction goes, I've really just started diving into it probably last year. Um, yeah. And it's it's kind of ironic because I'm reading a book by Abraham Hicks called Asking It Is Given. And mm -hmm. it seems like every time I record an episode and then I read a chapter, it just reaffirms what I already have been feeling or innately just kind of know and I'm like whoa this is like really accurate this is really spot on um yeah and it sounds like it's kind of been similar to you all's experience and uh well one of mm -hmm. the sorry go ahead one of the wonderful things about this universe is in terms of its ability to support us is it will it will give you anything you want whether that is so-called good or bad so it's got seven billion people at least to cater for and whatever you believe is true it will make that true for you it may mean that you get isolated with your beliefs and the pain of suffering of being separated from your fellow uh people is is going to maybe give you new beliefs that will bring you back into connection but whatever we believe whatever i read is confirming what i have believed is true through my moral mosaic perhaps mm -hmm. through the new ideas that i want to have to escape my uh, inherited pattern but it, it works out in the end in the sense of you you can change your pattern, you're going to change your pattern. Um, 
and whether it's in this lifetime or the next lifetime, if you believe that, and if you believe that, you're going to experience it because the universe is going to support anything that you can come up with because it has that plasticity. It has that um, dream nature. Yes, definitely. And you mentioned like the universe is going to support your desire, support your alignment and give more of what you focus on and give anything. So my question to both of you would be, are there limits, are conditions to what we can manifest with the law of attraction? Yuri's putting a finger up. Um, Yeah, there are limits, but only the ones you put on yourself. (laughs) I'm, you know, we were, we were having a conversation with with my cousin and um yeah definitely you've got your own your own pattern of limitation and um the great thing about it is grace kind of helps you go beyond this because you always get more than you bargain mm. for you know good good bad and otherwise but mostly good grace is all about good and um so you know you might imagine finding a tenor and maybe you find 10 pounds and 50p or you mm. know i i just always get more than I, I i've i've imagined and i just i think life is so generous and that that part of grace really says it's okay each moment each each day i'm 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 slightly different <laughs> change is just inevitable and thanks to grace there's good change going on in my life I, I think the patterns that we're born into, Kiandra, help us with having boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, limits about where you can go and who you can speak to and so on. Um, and it's, it's, in a sense, meant to be restrictive. But because we have this spirit within us that cannot be kept captive, it provides a, a wall to climb over, as it were. It provides a fence with a sign on it, you cannot go here for spirit to say, hold my beer. It's, it's, you kind of need the boundaries in a sense and you're kind of stretching them all the time. Children do this with parents, of course, with um, other carers. So there is a, a need for the limitation, um, almost like a seed pod in, from which to burst and blossom. Um, but in terms of where it goes from there, um, there is no limit but i think perhaps you you know about the fibonacci i don't oh i think i've heard of it but yeah if you can explain it more yeah so it's it's this pattern that is in in so much of nature it's represented in our bodies but it mathematically speaking it's just numbers adding on to each other numbers adding on to each other and in the seminar that yuri facilitates uh, the the bunny rabbit solution, as I call it, we go through this unfolding that happens with naturally in nature. And part of this unfolding includes the limitation at one stage, but the very next stage is questions. It's going on a quest. It's leaving the house, leaving the home and asking a question, almost like a holy grail question. What would it be like if I was now the person I wanted to be? And when you have that that question and you can answer it by going into the picture, entering a, a picture idea and engaging with that, then you, you have moved beyond the boundary that said you don't have enough money, you don't have enough status, you don't have the right qualifications, you don't have A, B, C, D and so on. By stepping into the picture of the idea already formed it implies all those limitations are no longer there and that's the main practice that i think law of attraction is is trying to instill in people is is being this yes this end that you'd like to live in or, or this thing that you'd like to hold in your hand and the limitations by implication have disappeared and that's the without limits bit that we can, especially in our socials, we can kind of deal with mentally. So I'll call that limitation your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Positive 
as one of my clients calls it. And I love that. Yes, it's kind of like a positive comfort zone and a negative comfort zone. Well, no, what she was saying is you use positive risk mm. to to go beyond your model. Negative Model mosaic. Oh, moral mosaic. Moral mosaic, yeah. So, you know, something pops into your mind and you think, I'd really like that, but I'm not really allowed. Mm. And it's not doing any harm to anybody. You've just been told by your tribe, your society, you know, you're not really meant to do that. Mm. And and you want want to do it. And and then this positive risk goes, go on. You can have it, go on. And then you're inspired, you're compelled, you're... You know, you have this amazing feeling, and then before you know it, you're really imagining it true. Mm. You know, and you can really do that consciously. And again, I'm, I'm getting through all talking about. Likewise, definitely. <laughs> I keep flushing with pimples all the time. It's amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's just it's 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 such a thrilling thing. This 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 saying mm-hmm. yes to positive, saying yes to okay, I'll step outside my comfort zone. I'm going to do yeah. something that seems that I've never done before. Even, you know, it might even be going, so Jenny and I have talked just very tiny, simple things that you can do. Instead of going left to the station, go right. Yeah. Get get off the stop you don't usually get off at. Just, just to break. Just the, the pattern. Yeah. Yeah. To break exactly. up the monotony, break up the pattern. Switch it up. But I am just mentioned something else with regard to what we were talking about earlier about the left and right hand in the mm-hmm. mirror. What we were saying about positive and negative comfort zones. The negative comfort zone is where you're kind of stuck and you, you don't know how to move into the positive comfort zone where you would feel naturally wealthy, where you'd feel naturally loved, naturally wanted. Because when we're engaging with what we'd like things to be like it should feel comfortable it should feel rather than this effort to get people to love you or to get the money to pay that thing to get the holiday and so on there is a positive kind of version of that in the mirror that we we uh want to engage with and when we step into that picture it is going into a comfort zone of sorts. Yeah, and and we, I, I tend to refer, and I think Jenny would may agree with me that I refer to those as states. And the great thing about the states is they're ever evolving and changing. And as your desires are, once you, you know, once you know, at some point in your life, maybe you you had the poverty mindset and you, oh, I need to pay my bills, like you were saying, mm. and um, then you hit a point that expanded your comfort zone where you've always got enough money mm. to to pay your bills but then of course um your your spirit gives you another desire yeah 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 absolutely and, and shifting from that lack mindset to the abundance mindset the truth of that will reign in every aspect of our lives once we take that awareness yeah. to realize wait i've always had enough i i've been fine in every situation I've gotten out of every situation so as you both kind of alluded to in your own words that change is the only constant thing in this universe and also Jenny mentioning the both of you mentioning rather being in the positive or the negative comfort zone so for the people who may Mm -hmm. feel like really stuck right now with everything going on in the world and feeling powerless and hopeless what would you say to them and and what are some of the tools to change our point of attraction or to get out of a negative comfort zone? Mm. I would definitely say today, get yourself in a gratitude book, write everything that you are grateful for. It changes your mindset. That's my, 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 one of my biggest things that was so easy to do. It was so accessible just to mm. write down one to three things every day that you're grateful for and it can just be i can breathe mm-hmm. i go to the tap and there's water some people don't have that it it can really be as simple as that and i think the the other thing was have i can i remember it go on jenny well i i would go back to what you said a bit earlier about interfering with the pattern mm. of behavior um we can spiral down into that negative comfort zone and um, 
what I would do when I was in that place was I would change what I had for breakfast and walk down a different street yeah. and do some things a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it just it's like a record that skips now and doesn't play quite as on these grooves. If you have a turntable, you understand the analogy of the needle cutting this groove into a record so deeply that it seems hard to get out. But maybe do something that is something that you wouldn't normally do. And literally right now, just you could just do something that just changes. And what your body didn't expect and what your mind didn't expect. And you just say, blah, 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 and say something really weird that just interrupts the pattern. And people might think you're crazy, but actually it's a little bit of crazy that gets us out of the rut. Yes. You can have ice cream for breakfast. It really doesn't have to be difficult. I, had, I used to, I would do soup for breakfast where I normally would have cereal. And at the moment I don't have breakfast. Um, but if I do have breakfast, it's going to have something a little bit different in it. Just, just so my brain doesn't settle into a pattern of negative comfort, because it will go in a direction. And there is a direction, as I said earlier, unfolding towards what you do want. And what you do want really is just more delight, more gratitude and more compassion. And yeah. that's the direction that this spiral goes in but the circle just goes round and round and round and you need to just bump it sometimes Mm -hmm. to give you a little bit different and the gratitude is another word for gratitude is appreciation and of course this means growth it means increase so Mm. appreciate you know appreciation yeah yeah so this gratitude just for the simplest things can can really and the other thing that left my mind for a moment was smiling mm-hmm. about must be about 10, 10 12 years, years ago yeah. um it came to me three times i'd read something little about smiling and the importance of smiling you're like yeah yeah sure that's great smile <laughs> at me then um and then, you know you hear somebody a podcast or something and they say smile and you're like okay and then it comes to you a third time and you're like okay they're talking to me you need to smile and it's so cute the way it was said this third time as well it was just like it's okay you can start with old people they don't care one way or another they'll usually <laughs> smile at you so I did it was like okay I'm gonna do it once a day I'm gonna smile at an old person once a day and it, it was so funny it's that positive I was so terrified <laughs> like it's so ridiculous gonna happen if you don't get a smile back nothing you just didn't mm. get a smile and and it's it's transformed my life mm. and um one of my friends used to say to me all the time wow you're so smiley you get such positive and this was such a transformation because I, mm. I used to be called a bit miserable and a bit serious <laughs> and for you Keandra do you have a, a tip about have you been in that situation where you need to needed to to change things oh um yes absolutely like i i think for me it's been embracing the change embracing the free mm-hmm. flow of life instead of resisting it mm-hmm. to um mm-hmm. just go with whatever shows up and um keeping an open mind and you know the times when yeah. i've felt stuck or like in a rut just um kind of similar things of breaking up the pattern but in a loving, gentle way, not not in a way that would shame myself for being wherever I'm at, accepting the present moment, but also reaching for more at the same time. Um, both of the things you guys said have been re- really good stuff. Um, and in addition to what Yuri said, I would add smiling at babies and animals, pets. <laughs> yes, because they're they're non-threatening yeah. as well, and it's easy to smile at older people and younger people as well now both of you yeah. hmm? go ahead Sorry. now I can, can I can practice that it's been seven seven to ten years so I, I'm, I'm much more open to smiling mm-hmm. at everybody now mm-hmm. so. it comes more natural now after you've gotten in that rhythm of doing that and it's so respectful yeah. I get you know I can remember when I was like oh London's such a miserable mamoni place in that um 
I think you're talking about yourself, Yuri. <laughs> bit miserable and moaning. So now, you know, the, the world, London and, and beyond gets the smileier mm-hmm. version. And you talked about, you talked about earlier about looking deep within and I think the smile, the smiling at oneself in the mirror oh, yeah. is quite deep. It, it goes quite far down beyond the, the scowling and, and judging that we usually do in the mirror. Um, so start with a smile, smile mm-hmm. at yourself. Yeah, you know? if you smile at the world, it'll smile back. So I love that. Um, and for both of you, as we get ready to wrap up, in hindsight, what advice would you say to your former self regarding the law of attraction? Give it a go. Give it a go. <laughs> What I say, give it a go. Try it. Try it on something. Mm. A, a, try it on anything. Mm. Um, I, I think I would say, um, be more courageous to pick up. So I think the first book I picked up was, uh, gosh, Celestine prophecy. Yes, yeah, Celestine. Maybe. Celestine prophecy. I would have said, I know for a fact that book came to me. Mm. Maybe maybe three or four times um it's okay you're dyslexic pick the book up you you're it'll read you it's that thing you're not reading it it's reading you the other thing the other book is the bible i would say the bible is your friend forget what you've been told it's your friend it will it will teach you all about the law of attraction Mm -hmm. yeah there's it's 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 not yeah, it took it's me not ages historic. to get that. Yeah, it took me ages to get that. So I would say, get onto the Bible. <laughs> it's got all the secrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both for for sharing those insights. Um, how a few more questions before we wrap up? But how have you both seen the? And you guys have kind of hinted at it throughout this conversation. But um, how has the law of attraction manifested in your own lives? Oh. Uh, what how what actual experience um however you want to share um experiences are just things you've noticed are you know methods anything you want to share in regards to that um well in the the first time it ever happened to me was in south africa Mm -hmm. um where i imagined that i had this particular ball in my hand and just was doing that thing of just try it just try and see if this works and then going into a shop a week later and there's a whole bag of these balls and they shouldn't be regular ones and from that moment just saying okay this Mm -hmm. works i'm going to give this more attention and since then it's been again probably more bucket by bucket by bucket now um and just Rather than trying to manifest things, it's more states and moods of mind that I'm more interested in to have the kind of compassionate and grateful mind set and heart set that I've always wanted, always wanted. So um, I'm a... I'm quite what I what I consider to be quite a physical being. I I, I like tangible things. I like practical things, and um, so I think the two things that happened to me: one, I I managed to manifest the relationship that I spent a long time in my room imagining. Um, you know, with all its 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 idiosyncrasies and all its its defaults because of my self-concept but it was magnificent the way that came out of the blue Mm. um just yeah these coming out of the blue that I thought I didn't know I was consciously creating Mm. at the time Mm. but you look back and you go oh wow I did that that's amazing but the the one that I tell actually on the bunny rabbit solution that Jenny runs is is about um Getting back from America. Getting back um, from what? I'm sorry. From the states, I was I was in the states, and um, I was with a coaching client, but I was returning on my own. I was in New York, and um, 
the TV screens in the, I was on in a layover just for like four hours and the TV screens were like, oh, every airport in the whole of the States is under snow. You know, look, there's six, six meters of snow here and stuff. And um, it was, it was, it was through imagining me meeting the person that was going to be at the airport meeting me and absolute determination in creating that that I, I managed to to get on the plane and, and get back to Heathrow and, and meet the person, you know, arrivals and, and have that amazing um, realisation that I did that, that I, I shut out all this noise move myself away from all these TVs that are replaying this, you know, you're stuck, you're not going to get, yeah, and just, just being able to, to really realize that was amazing. Mm -hmm. That sounds amazing. Thank you both for sharing those experiences with us. You know, you said about being practical and wanting things tangible. Now, for those listening, Mm -hmm. I did a feature on Jenny and Yuri's podcast, Conscious Kappa, and Yuri gave us this experience of um, a visualization answering one of the lollipop questions. And I was very fascinated by that. Um, Is there anything more that you guys want to say when it regards to visualizations or imagining in regards to the law of attraction? Well, we can do a quick experiment that will help people. I'm getting it. It'll only take about a minute. So close your Mm -hmm. eyes. What we're going to do is manifest a ball. So whatever ball pops into your head in your imagination's hand, just have a look at it if you can see with your imaginary eyes, with your imagination's eyes. What color is it? What size is it? Feel the texture with your imagination's hands. It might be smooth or sharp or whatever the texture is. Now, maybe if it can be squeezed, do that. And it's got a weight. There is a certain weight this ball has in your hand. So you've got something to see, something to touch, something to feel now emotionally about this ball that is in your hand. And the feeling to have is, oh my God, it's that ball. Because at some point, this ball is going to come into your world to meet you. And it comes into this world because right now in your imagination, it exists with you. And if you anchor that feeling and the imagination senses with that ball, and have faith that it's going to come and meet you at some point in space-time, then you're going to have that experience. And when you have that experience, you can open your eyes now. You're going to know you did Mm. that. And if you could do that with a ball, what else could you do? Yes. Absolutely. Was there anything you wanted to add, Yuri? Um, I've had this experience. Um, my nephew recently had this experience. And it's funny because he didn't realize he'd had the experience until I was talking about something. He was like, oh, I found my ball. Mm-hmm. And it really is so thrilled. Mm. And he's been able to actually, he had his biggest lottery win. Yeah. It wasn't a huge lottery win. But he was a million. But he, he listened to the episode about winning the lottery yeah and within a week he won the lottery mm. yeah <laughs> and he's bigger than ever so you know yeah mm-hmm. he was very yeah very happy <laughs> yes well, i can't wait to hold that in my physical reality um and i'd love to hear any of the listeners who did that experiment how it went for you um you can send those questions mm. in our send a voice uh, message um to either one of us mm. just to let us know how that was for you and um, yes. thank you both for ushering into that moment with us. Uh, before we go, um, and before I get to the shameless plug, plug time, I want to ask any 
tangible resources. I know you guys have mentioned them throughout this recording, but I just want to write them down. Any resources that were helpful on your journey or that you would recommend for anyone else to learn more and expand more on this? Yeah, so I think Neville Goddard um, has been the most kind of brought everything together. Everything that I knew before, he kind of brought it all together and now that is the measuring stick I use uh, I used to to say is this is this good is this true is this is this helpful so Neville Goddard um, is on YouTube for free of course lectures and there's realneville.com um, we have a bunny rabbit solution book which is up on our Padlet page um, that's a shameless <laughs> isn't it <laughs> <laughs> And you said um, this YouTube, would, I'm sorry, the YouTube thing is never, never, what is it? Neville, as in N-E-V-I-L-L-E, Goddard. He's, there's a, there's a particular channel, I think it's 100 kilowatt, and he's just got loads of lectures up there. That's been really helpful. Um, Celestine Prophecy for Magic and Synchronicity, synchronicity just got me yeah. got me to believe in the, the joy and thrill and delight of life again. Just, you know, um, springs and autumns have never been the same since. I think the usual suspects have, have been in our collection as well. So the, the secret, what's the bleep, do you know? Um, these things are, they give us all the basic information. And then after that, it's, it's a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. And things like the seminar that um, we've done here in London, that helps to give more tips about methodology, but also looking at other principles mm -hmm. that work to help you know where you are on your manifesting path, but just this general underlying path that, that is behind any creative journey. Um, we just wanted to emphasize that for people. So it, kind of gives them a kind of where am I now what should I be doing that kind of uh insight and what can I expect next mm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah and thank you both for sharing all of the information all of the resources and energy you guys have put in this I'm so honored to have you guys here and thank you so much for your time you and your so effort much. before so of much. course before we go please tell us where we can reach you and any products any resources you guys have and how we can get in touch with you Okay, I've so, already done the, the, the book bit, which is on padlet.com under, I think it's under Bunny Rabbit Solution. Uh, that's the book. Um, but we're also on Twitter. Yeah, at Conscious Cuppa. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-C-U-P-P-A. And we've got our weekly podcast, of course, on Anchor as well, and on all your favourite platforms. Uh, that comes out usually on a Sunday. Um you can email us if you've got any questions or you want more resources. Yeah, if, if you're having, if you want us to send you the book, um, then we can do that. We can do that by email, and that's consciouscuppa at gmail.com. Yeah. It's free. Basically. All right. Thank you guys so much. This has been really rewarding and just really. Absolutely. I love talking with you guys and expanding and co-creating with you all. So thank you again for your time. Um, my listeners, hopefully you guys will connect with them and check them out as well. Please feel free to subscribe and listen. So thank you all for being here and um, take care until next time. Thank you so much, Keandra. And thank you for your generosity. Yeah, it's a real dream for us. So Absolutely. Thanks. All right, then. Peace. Peace. Peace.